One of the gifts of living in the internet age is I get to keep tabs on my hometown, the place I grew up. I don't know if any of you do that, use the internet to see what's going on back in places you once lived, but I keep tabs on Lemonster, Massachusetts through Facebook and social media. And uh, the story that comes out of my hometown this week is somebody went into the Toys R Us this week and paid off $8,000 in layaway accounts. 40 different people walked into the store the end of this week to find out that everything they had set aside that they couldn't afford was bought and paid for. Just because you don't see the light doesn't mean it's not shining. As we've approached solstice, I've been thinking a lot about this wonderful book I've been hearing a lot about that I need to set aside time and read. Lisa Randall, a scientist at Harvard, has written, Did Dark Matter Kill the Dinosaurs? And her thesis is that somehow the fact that there is dark matter contributed to the astronomical events that had that rock strike the earth that darkened things up that helped the dinosaurs pass away. But that's not the part that got me really thinking. What I've been thinking about is, oh yeah, dark matter. You know, we used to think that space and everything out there was empty. But now we're learning that space is not empty. It's full of stuff. In fact, 85%, I think they're saying, of all the matter in the universe is dark matter. We can't see it. But there's a lot of stuff there. In fact, most of the stuff that's there is stuff we can't see. It got me to thinking that when people say the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference, maybe there's a connection in there for us. That when the light is present, we see. And when the light is missing, we think nothing's there. And Lisa Randall, a scientist, has a great description for this. She says, dark matter is not a good term. It's transparent matter. We can't see it. It's not dark. And maybe it's like that love and hate and indifference. Maybe things aren't dark or evil. Maybe some things are just easier to see through so the light doesn't get on them. And that's our job. As beings of light... We shine light on things, and therefore we can see them and others can see them. It's so easy to do. This past week, a number of us went to the easy laundromat. And all we did was hang out. If you're here and you went to the easy, can you stand up? Thanks. These folks, they just, they just showed up with me. Thank you. They just showed up, and they sat down, we hung out, and this little guy, Juan, kept telling me I was a policeman. That's a light I haven't seen in myself, son, but I'll take your word for it. My, wrote me a name tag, said policeman. And we saw light there. 
We just hung out with people. And we saw their light and they saw ours. But if we hadn't showed up, it would be transparent. The neighbors, the need, the friends who might be there, we miss. It's a good lesson, these matters of light and dark at this time of year. As things get darker, we get to that shortest day and we wait for the light to come back and remember that we are beings of light. We need it. We need light to see. And we don't need it just to see physically. We need it in our hearts. There's something about us that is full of light. And this time of year especially, with so many different religious traditions celebrating holidays and celebrations that deal with the presence of light, with candles, with hope, Let us remember that if we don't see into something, maybe it's our job to bring the light there. And maybe something's not dark or evil if we don't get it. It's a little transparent. We're seeing through it. But once we get present to it, like showing up at the laundromat, or sitting down with someone else to understand their religious observance that might be different from ours, or their spiritual outlook that might be different from ours, then there's a little more light on it. And we understand it better. And it's not dark. It's just transparent. It's something we didn't see before. So on this Music Sunday, we have a number of songs here in the sermon time that will talk about seeing the mixture of the Christian and the pagan and all these traditions that come in at this time of year for solstice that remind us we are people of light. But Deanna is going to help me with the first one. That's why I used a paper clip for mine. Amber called her uncle, said we're up here for the holiday. Jane and I were having solstice, now we need a place to stay. And her Christ-loving uncle watched his wife hang Mary on a tree. He watched his son hang candy canes, all made with red dye number three. He told his niece, it's Christmas Eve, I know our life is not your style. She said, Christmas is like solstice, and we miss you, and it's been a while. So the Christians and the pagans sat together at the table, finding faith and common ground the best that they were able. And just before the meal was served, hands were held and prayers were said, sending hope for peace on earth to all their gods and goddesses. The food was great, the tree plugged in, the meal had gone without a hitch, till Timmy turned to Amber and said, is it true that you're a witch? 
His mom jumped up and said, the pies are burning. And she hit the kitchen. And it was Jane who spoke. She said, it's true, your cousin's not a Christian. But we love trees, we love the snow, the friends we have, the world we share. You find magic from your God, and we find magic everywhere. So the Christians and the pagans sat together at the table, finding faith and common ground, the best that they were able. And where does magic come from? I think magic's in the learning. Because when Christians sit with pagans, only pumpkin pies are burning. Amber tried to do the dishes, but her aunt said, really, no, don't bother. Amber's uncle saw how Amber looked like Tim and like her father. He thought about his brother, how they hadn't spoken for a year. He thought he'd call him up and say, it's Christmas and your daughter's here. He thought of father's sons and brothers, saw his son tug on his sleeve saying, can I be a pagan? Dad said, we'll discuss it when they leave. So the Christians and the pagans sat together at the table, finding faith and common ground, the best that they were able. Lighting trees in darkness, learning new ways from the old, and making sense of history, and drawing warmth out of the cold. So the season of mixing light and dark has a lot of traditions that have been kind of commingled over the years from pagan origins or Christian origins and commingling with the other. And one of the things we're going to sing now is a song that we've been talking about. We can't trace the exact origin of it. It's very old. And it has all these kinds of things that you'll notice come from a pre-Christian pagan tradition and the Christian tradition that got laid on top of it. And they're all mixed together in this song. It's called The Twelve Apostles. And Rob's going to help us sing it, and we have our, I'm sorry, I forgot, Matt is going to help us with the drums, so come on up here, and I'd like to invite anybody who'd like to come up, like we did the 12 days of Christmas, we have a part for you in this one, so come on up if you want to join us. You, there's not an age limit on this, by the way. (laughs) Come on up. So, when Rob sings this. He's going to sing parts, and it's going to go through something like the 12 days of Christmas. There's going to be 12 different parts. And he's going to start off, and he's going to say, come and I will sing you. And your part, ready? What will you sing me? Can you say that? What will you sing? Can you say that? What will you sing me? What will you sing me? And then he's going to say, I'll sing you 1-0. And then it'll be, I'll sing you 2-0, and I'll sing you 3-0, and so on. And our part is, what will the 1 be? What will the 2 be? So you get it as we go around each time. He'll say, come and I will sing you. We'll say, what will you sing me? He'll say, I'll sing you 1-0. And we'll sing, what will the one be? And we're going to hope and we're going to pray for Rob that this doesn't tie his tongue all twisted up. And you'll see why. All right, let's do it. What will you sing me? What will the one be? What will you sing me? I will sing you 
What will the two be? What will you sing me? What will the three be? today with Deck the Halls. So I hear there's some more that goes on with the fala line. So here we go. Stuff that may have been transparent now is going to come into the light.
can be difficult for some people. Sometimes it's difficult for me, and it varies from year to year. Yet it's important for us to remember that our ancestors noticed that as the light got lesser and lesser and the dark grew, from their observations, they knew that the light would come back, and they trusted it. They had faith. So let us remember to practice the faith that says the light will return. And if things happen to be dark, perhaps it's our task to shine the light into the dark or transparent places of the world.